You're listening to the JT The Brick Show, where the Raider Nation has come to sound off and react for over 20 years. It's time for JT The Brick. How we doing? Baby, I'm great. JT, how are you doing? I'm not a journalist. I'm an opinionated sports talk host. We have a goal. We have ideas. We know exactly what we want to do here. Just win, baby. The Raiders' schedule is brutal. It's a second-place schedule that's front-loaded heavy and back-loaded heavy. The fans of the Raider Nation. Sound off like you got a pair. JT The Brick. I'm talking about the notorious ones, the out-of-control fans, the passionate fans. All of you fans are invited to be a part of the show. I'd like you to come in big and come in with a purpose. And that's it. Use the phone like a weapon. Enjoy everything we do. And please always feel welcome to call in and to tweet and to be a part of the show. Fair enough? And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT, as we are here with the Raider Nation, we are kicking it off live from Redtail Inside Resorts World, our proud partner, brought to you by Modelo. Black hole in the house, more coming, the Raiders super fans. My friend Carla is here, a diehard member of the Raider Nation. Arizona Raider Nation is here. Appreciate that very much. And, again, we're trying to get people to understand that Resorts World, the newest, greatest property here, the most expensive, big one. Everything's brand new, as you can see, in this side, back side of the property. And we want people to get used to this place. Come on out to Redtail. they got interactive games. You can make bets here live from the kiosk. And this is where I do Monday night football across the other side of the property, a doghouse, and now we're thrilled to be here. Thanks to Trey, the entire team here, everybody for having us out here. This is part of our business family here, our partnership, and we are ready to roll. I'm ready to beat the Patriots. I don't play. I don't coach. I'm ready to beat the Patriots. This is a must win. And if you've been listening to my show for 20 minutes or 20-plus years, I never use that must win until desperation in an elimination game. This game is an elimination game for the Raiders if they lose. If they lose, they are eliminated from postseason play. I think it's too early to talk about elimination. Last year with the final four games of the year, the Raiders went on a march. They won four games in a row, entered the playoffs, and had first and goal at the nine-yard line with an opportunity to beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati, who went on to go to the Super Bowl and lost the Super Bowl to the Rams. That was less than a year ago. That was less than a year ago, and now the Raiders have their back up against the wall in what is a must-win in a game where I just want to see them play a great game of football. That's all I've been asking this year, everybody, and that's what you've been telling me here also on the radio. All we're looking for is to see the vision of what the Raiders could look like down the road. We talk about that vision all the time. We talk about the plan. We talk about what's it going to take, how to get better players, how to you know, deconstruct the roster as it's ongoing and get better next year. We've been talking about that for a while. But what will make this great and the greatness of the Raiders winning championships is the first step, I believe, my first step is finishing the season and finishing the season playing hard and being in these games and winning a bunch of them. They win three out of four on their way out the door this year, that is great momentum going into next year. If they split two out of two, you can look at it as glass half full, glass half empty. But they got to show up and win these games. We don't know what's going to happen with Kansas City in the last game of the year. Kansas City might have the two seed. They can't get the one seed. They might shut it down. We know that Pittsburgh lies on the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, which Raider fans call the Immaculate Deception. 
That's coming up this weekend and next week. And this is the 50-year anniversary as we speak coming up here. But the Raiders play New England coming up here on Sunday, and I think it's a critical game because this is a judgment test to where Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler want to be. They don't have their best-case scenario. They don't have their team at full strength. Neither does Bill Belichick. You would think the vision, the vision of Bill Belichick and the vision of Josh McDaniels 100% collide. Both of them want to win. Bill Belichick is going to be the greatest winning coach in the history of the NFL, and Josh McDaniels just wants one Super Bowl to start off outside the Patriot organization to make himself a legitimate head coach going forward with his legacy. So these two teams will go up against each other, and win or move forward, lose or go home. I believe if the Patriots lose this game, the Patriots will be out of the playoffs. They'll eventually be out because the schedule is tough. They are banged up. They have Mac Jones. The Raiders should match up well. Now, the elephant in the room as we start the show today is all of a sudden people are chirping about Derek Carr. Vinny Bonsignor wrote a great column today about what these final four games mean to Derek Carr. Uh, Colin Coward today, I normally don't quote his show. I watch it when I could see it from time to time. He did a couple of segments on Derek Carr and how other teams won him. Other teams would line up from the Washington Commanders, New York Giants, New York Jets, Carolina Panthers, and he's right. There are several teams that want Derek Carr to be the quarterback, but Derek Carr in these last few games, I'm pro Derek Carr. I'd love nothing more to see Derek Carr come back again, but Derek's got to play for something down the stretch. He plays hard in every game that he plays. He's passionate about winning. He wants to win. He shows his emotions all the time, but now you got to win games, Derek. You're playing Mac Jones. You just lost to a quarterback in Baker Mayfield, that shouldn't have happened. As we look at all these games throughout the course of the year, losing to Matt Ryan in Indianapolis at home was unacceptable. Losing to Trevor Lawrence up 17-0 in Jacksonville, unacceptable. Losing to Andy Dalton and not getting the ball past the 50-yard line the entire game, unacceptable. So let's get some acceptable moments coming in here. Let's find an opportunity to get behind Derek Carr, start fast, because in the second half of that last game, I think the head coach, the quarterback, Devontae were not on the same page. And that's the first time this year I've said that. I know the plan coming in, I know the practices work well, and they just weren't clicking when they needed to click right out of the gate. So let's get this rolling here. Derek Carr from yesterday. On Thursday night football, the terrible loss against the Rams and how to bounce back. I think, uh, you know, having a Thursday game, um, having those extra days was good for the team. Um, you know, I think after the little win streak that we went on, the expectations are just so high. You know, we, we see, you know, how hard it is to do it right all the time. And, um, you know, our expectation was, man, now, okay, we, you know, we're not that you want to say you have, you have it figured out, but you're like, man, we're getting the system down, we're getting things down. And, you know, Knowing that it's pro football and those sometimes that's going to happen and you're going to you know be flat one time and it's not going to be what it should have been and um, I think that because of the expectation because of the success we had prior to that that you felt that you know I was pissed off a little bit you know um, and rightfully so you know you honestly I I was much more pleased with that reaction than I was with a different reaction earlier in the season so um, to see that means people care. 
and Derek knows people cares, and we know that Derek cares here, but they were flat against New Orleans. They were flat in the second half in their most recent game, and that just can't happen. They're too good of a football team. They are talented. Derek Carr also talked about urgency. We've been waiting for it, the urgency at Allegiant Stadium to start fast and have a big game. I, I do. You know, it's because um, the urgency, you know, to, you know, to win, the urgency to want to do it right, the urgency to do the right things. Um, there was no other thought process than, than just doing football better. And, and I think that we've narrowed that focus on what it should be. And so, yeah, uh, two different responses, but it's on that same track that we want it to be on for sure. I think Derek Carr understands this. Now, does Derek look at these next four games and say, this is make or break for me? After nine years, nine years in the league, I don't think you should look at four games and say it's make or break, but they're really important games. If, if Derek doesn't play well in these last four games, there's going to be speculation about his future. If he plays well and goes out like lightning here and plays great with Waller and Renfro, then Josh McDaniel sees this, Dave Ziegler sees this, maybe they turn down some phone calls, maybe they concentrate more on Derek going forward. We all know the opt-out by the Raiders right after the Super Bowl here. So I think this is pretty important for Derek. I think it's really important for Derek to prove that he can put the team on his back. There are inferior quarterbacks to Derek Carr that are playing better than Derek Carr right now. Let me repeat that. There are players behind Derek Carr on the totem pole of top 32 quarterbacks who are below Derek Carr that are playing better than him right now. That can't happen. Derek's got to be included in this top 10, top 11, top 12. Well, you're going up against the 49ers, Kansas City, the vaunted Pittsburgh Steelers in that great franchise over the years, and you got Bill Belichick in the house. Derek Carr. Derek Carr needs to step up. He talked about the red zone, something I'm going to be watching very closely coming up on Sunday. For sure those things would help if they were out there, um, which you hope that they could be. Uh, but it just really comes down to us as players doing things better. You know, um, you know we, we broke down all the plays um, in the red zone, and it's clear, like, you know, if we do this, if you do this, if you do this, and Josh, he's always told it like it is, and, and you can't leave that meeting and be like, Man, it's not that. You know, it's like it's, it's obvious, you know. So when we sit there as leaders and we see it, you know, you try your best to push those guys that, you know, or yourself, whoever coach is talking to, to, you know, we have to do those things right if we want to be better these last four games. All right, so that's enough for Derek Carr as we open up the show. I'd like your opinion on the next four games. That's the cover story at the Las Vegas Review-Journal. That's the lead story in Raider Nation going on today. What do you think Derek Carr has to accomplish for you not the coaches, not himself, not his wife and kids, not Devontae. From you, the fans of the Raider Nation, what are your expectations on Derek Carr, 702-365-9200? What does Derek need to do to you in these next couple of games where you go, absolutely, he's our quarterback for the future? And I'm, I'm, it's too soon for me to say move on. There's four more games left. I got a long offseason, but the offseason decision is going to be made by February 15th. We're going to know everything about Derek Carr right after the season. And what we'll know is that other teams want him. I'm assuming the Raiders want him. But what will be the cost of keeping Derek Carr long term? I hope Derek plays great here down the stretch. The other breaking news is Josh Jacobs has been named a captain to the team. What a great moment in Raider history that Josh Jacobs, by the other captains now, is a captain of the Raiders. Where going into the year... He didn't have his 50-year option picked up. I had no problem with that. Who could? You didn't expect the new regime to give Josh Jacobs brand new money coming off last season. 
I've told that to everyone. Josh Jacobs, like Aaron Judge, has now outperformed his contract. Yankees wanted to keep Aaron Judge. They didn't offer him a contract. They lowballed him. Aaron Judge blew everybody away. Aaron Judge got one of the most expensive contracts ever. Josh Jacobs has blown away the Raiders. We'll see if he gets a contract extension, but the rest of the league is really going to like him and the opportunity to talk to him in the offseason if a deal isn't done here with the Raiders. Here's Josh Jacobs on the ground having a Raider MVP season. Down to five on the play clock. Gets the snap. Hands off to Jacobs. Stutters to the right. Burst through the hole. 20. 25-30. He's off to the races here in Seattle. Nobody's going to catch him. 25-20. 10. Ball game. Bye-bye, Josh. 86 yards in overtime to walk it off for a second straight week. Touchdown, Raiders. Victory, Las Vegas. I have nothing to say. Oh, it's just an ISO lead. It's a beautiful run. You called it right up the middle. Oh, my goodness. Let's go home. (laughs) Boom. That's amazing. That's pretty amazing. That will be the highlight of the year unless we have another highlight in these next four games. How about a highlight against Bill Belichick? How about a 90-yard touchdown reception? How about something bigger that could supplant that and maybe be the Raider highlight of the year? I'm fired up for this game. I'm fired up that my brothers from the black hole are here. A lot of friends starting to come in. Obviously, Gorilla Rilla. Violator Senior. I just saw them walking around. Hey, come on out to Resorts World. We're going to have a lot of Modellos. We're going to celebrate. And I think I'm getting Freddie Bolitnikoff on along with some other guests here too. So come on out. Listen to the show. Have a couple of beverages. Vic Tafer will join us at the bottom of the hour. Last thing I want to get into the monologue is the return of Waller and Renfro. I'm assuming Waller and Renfro play in this game. I'm expecting them to play well. I don't want to have any excuses on this show. Whatever you want to do on other Raider podcasts, whatever you're saying on Twitter, I have no time for chemistry. I have no time for chemistry with Waller and Renfro. These are two elite players, pro bowlers, who have individual Raider records at their position. They do not need two weeks. They do not need a half. They do not need a month to get ready again. They're getting paid the bag. They got an enormous amount of money from Mark Davis and Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels to be here. They have to earn their money and come in electric and ready to play. They got a pop right out of the gate here. If you don't believe that, what I just said, then you don't believe in Dave Casper. You don't believe in Todd Christensen. You don't believe in Marcus Allen. You don't believe in Bo Jackson. You know why I mentioned them? They were all injured, and they all came back and played great throughout their career. Let's stop coddling. Not these two players. They don't need coddling. Let's stop coddling professional athletes and saying that they need time for chemistry. They need time to get accustomed to coming back again. That is bogus. That doesn't work with me. you got to be ready to play when you're earning the bag. If you weren't getting paid and you want to shut it down, let's say Darren Waller didn't get his contract extension. And all of a sudden he looked at this team and said, you know, I'm not going to risk an injury. I'm not going to risk my knees, my shoulder. Hunter Renfro says that. They both got paid. So now when they're on the payroll, when you're on the payroll, you show up and do your job and get paid. They've been paid an enormous amount of money. I love both of them. But i got to dip the show in reality, everybody. I'm hearing people say, well, if they don't get off to a good start this week, give them another week. That is ridiculous. I've been going nuts on this topic all week. Does anybody believe in me on this? These guys got to be at their best. They're pro bowlers. They have to be great to get the season back on track. 
with these final four games. 702-365-9200 as I open up the show. Jared's running the board for Bobby. I appreciate that. We should never have an open phone line. Jump on in. We'll have some of the Black Hole members join us. Cisco will jump on here in a little bit. Paul from New York. Start us off here live from Redtail at Resorts World in Vegas. JT, how are you, my friend? Doing well, Paul. What's happening? First time, short time. Thank you. Only been listening to you for two years. Appreciate but, that. But uh, I'm a season ticket holder. Go to about five games a year with my kids, Amanda and Paulie. And uh, I love listening to you the last two years. You remind me a little bit of Mike Francesa. You get right to the point. You make your opinion. And uh, you stick to it. I like it. Thank you. Appreciate that, Paul. What do the Raiders have to do to beat Belichick and the Patriots who are in town? Uh, we got to play our game. We got to stay to our uh, stay to the plan. You know, and uh, you got to just stay focused. These boys have to stay focused. You know, they they get too hyped up and then they burn themselves out. You know, well, I, mean, I still can't get over that game. It took me longer than you to get over that that Thursday night game. Yeah, I, I did. It did. I had a packed bar in the backyard of my house, and uh, as soon as we lost, I threw everybody out. <laughs> I've done that too. I've asked. I've asked people to leave too after a loss. I've asked people to leave and walk away after a loss too. But hey, look, let's be positive here, Paul. You're calling in first time. Let's get right. the Raiders on a little bit of a four-game run here. Let's get some momentum and get this I thing rolling it. here. Give me the final score. What makes you feel good? Final score with the Patriots. I think they're going to take control right from the start. I, I, I look, I'm looking at a big, a big win here. I really do. Uh, you know, for, 40s in the 40s. Ooh, I don't agree with you. I don't agree in the 40s. It's a great defense. Uh, uh, but I, yeah, because I appreciate the call. I got to run. I got another guest, but I appreciate you calling in because the Patriots don't give up 40 points. The Patriots have one of the best defensive lines in the league. The Patriots are really good. The Raiders can put up 30. I think if they put up 30, 32, 33. They might need to do that. Mac Jones, Mac Jones is coming here to play. He wants to prove to his mentor, not Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, that he could sling it. Fred Bolitnikoff will join us at 1245 over the phone. Vic Tafer is coming up next. My conversation with the head coach, Josh McDaniels, the black hole in attendance here, and a lot of good people coming out. I love this venue. I think once you see it, you'll be coming back here for college football and everything else. When we come back, more on the pressure on Carr, more on the addition of Waller and Renfro, and more Modelo. Oh, look at those beautiful towers of Modelo. Dan York, you, you had a dream of towers of Modelo. I can't wait to reward myself with a bucket of Modelos. I thank the Black Hole for always supporting what we do here. The super fans are here. We're live from Resorts World inside Redtail. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Grimaldi's Pizzeria, home of the famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza. Adams goes in motion left to right. Carr in the shotgun. Abdullah to the left of Carr. Back to pass. Loads up, fires, far sideline. Adams fighting for it. Makes the grab at the 38 on the far sideline. He was battling with Jalen Ramsey and went to the turf to make the grab. Caught it. And drew the flag for a big pickup. Wow, Christmas music, Jared. The first one to play it on the show. 
Love that. JT back at Redtail inside Resorts World. Nice crowd starting to come in. If you're anywhere on the strip, get out here. You will be blown away by this venue. It's a great venue. We're going to be out here a lot. This is our first ever remote at Resorts World, so we really appreciate Modelo and everyone behind the scenes. Violator will join us in a moment. Gary's on hold. Gary, you're up next. What's happening, Gary? Hey, JT, Gary in Santa Clara. Hey, uh, haven't been able to get out there to the torch to see you before the game the last uh, few games, but uh, my wife is there in the in the uh, at the resort right with here. you tonight. Happy birthday to Carla! Uh, but what I was calling for is to talk about DC. Um, it seems to me that uh, that if Josh would uh, just tell him make your adjustments at the line and, and go off script a little more often, he would have a lot more success. Uh, and I've seen that with the first in his first year with uh, other coaches uh, in the past as well. I think that's the key to him. Uh, I think uh, I think the Raiders are going to win this game by a field goal. I'm thinking like 24 to 27 because that is a very tough defense we're going against. Gary, your phone call's amazing. Thank you for your support. Carla is here. It's Carla's birthday. I want everyone to either buy her a shot or give her a hug. She's one of our great supporters there. Thank you, Gary. See you out there soon. I appreciate it. Hall of Famer Violator joins me on stage. Great to see you, my brother. How are you? Always a pleasure, man. Uh, it's just like coming home. Every time you've got a bunch of us together, it's just brotherhood, man. And that's what we're striving for, brotherhood. Well, part of the brotherhood is you and I are connected to the late Black Hole Rob Rivera, who passed away. He came up on my memories yesterday for the last game ever played in Oakland. Not the result we wanted in that game, but take me back to that last tailgate in Oakland and the vibe and the energy at the Black Hole tailgate that day, three years ago. Man, it, 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 it seems like yesterday... And, and my heart's still there. It was just such a vibe that, you know, everybody knowing that this was absolutely the last time on those hallowed grounds, it, you know, I was holding back tears the whole day, man, just hugging and loving and didn't really want to go inside. The fellowship was so tremendous out in the parking lot that we didn't even want to go inside. But like you say, the game didn't turn out like we thought it should have. But like I say, those memories will go to the hole with all of us, man, and we'll have a tailgate up in the big sky there someday. No doubt about it, and Black Hole Rob is always looking down. Quickly, before Vic Tafer comes on, I want you to sit in with me on that interview. What does this game mean to you? You live and die. You're in the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, as a Raider fan. This is a Belichick game. You and I have been waiting for Belichick games in Las Vegas. We know in Oakland. We know in Foxborough. I think this is a massive moment in the young history of the Las Vegas Raiders. Absolutely, JT. If there's a time to pounce, tomorrow, Sunday is the day to do that. Uh, you know, the whole script would be built up about Josh McDaniels versus his mentor and blah, blah, yada, yada. We don't care about that. What we want to see is that determination from that team that they've been pushed into a hole that they kind of self-inflicted. I want to see that fight, that grit, that old Raider grit. That's what I call it. You know, in Los Angeles, where you're not too far from SoFi now, and you see what's happening in Vegas, that was a gut punch. They were up 16-3. to They didn't put the game away. I think the only criticism, the big criticism I have from that game is they played not to lose instead of the way Al Davis wants to play and bury teams in the past. What would you see in Los Angeles? Because that first drive of the game might have been one of the best drives of the season for the Raiders. They looked like they were really getting their groove going. Absolutely. And, and like you say, we just got to learn to close out. I think a couple of the players said that we let them hang around. And you know what that means. 
you know, I start getting nervous with 16 points. Right. And it's like, wait a minute, guys. These guys aren't going to go away. And it just seemed like it was the Baker Mayfield hour. He That's the way it seemed. He had an unbelievable finish. Good time to bring in Vic Tafer as I'm here live with Violator Fred Bolitnikoff coming up next. Vic joins us from The Athletic. Vic, good to talk to you. I listened to your State of the Nation podcast. I saw Vinny's cover story today in the Review Journal. Now people are starting to talk about the future of Derek Carr and these final four games. What do you see with Derek and what's at stake in these final four? Yeah, I, th- I think it's wide open. I think, uh, you know, you talk about next year's contract, you've got like $39 million to capture it. I think um, if you are, you know, there's even Jasper Daniels, you got to look at that. Look at what the team is. Is this team really ready to take a next step? And is he really that kind of quarterback? I think, you know, and I think they have definitely excuses. Like, obviously, win for a while, but not for a while. They're back, hopefully, this weekend. So I just four games a chance to see what this offense can and should have been all year long with Joshua Daniels and Derek Carr. Uh, Vic, what have you seen? You get great access in the locker room as you put out your content with Waller and Renfro. My expectations are they have to be at 100% or they shouldn't play because they haven't played when they weren't at 100% but might have been at 60 70 or 80%. What do you sense is going to happen with the amount of touches they get and what Derek needs to do to get them involved in this game early? Yeah, I think they both want to play. They both have been out for a while. They both think they're ready to go. So we'll see what happens to the same practice with the doctors aside. But I think you can definitely bring them in a little forward and, and, and full tilt. Maybe, like you said, you know, a play count. But definitely I think it's important to get those guys in, out there because they want to go. And, again, it's not much up to play for this year. So really the big question mark is what can this offense look like with all your guys out there? Violator, jump in with Vic Tafer. Go ahead. What's up, Vic? Always a pleasure, brother. Listen, I got a question on the other side of the rock. What are we going to see from this defense versus this banged-up offense of the Patriots? Well, you hope that Charlie Jones keeps on this run the last few weeks. and He's looked a lot better. I'm not sure what the reasons are, but uh, he's had the mobile presence in terms of pass rush. I think Max Krause is obviously one of the better players in the league. So you got to harass Mac Jones, make it easier for the guys behind them, linebackers and the DBs to make some plays. So to me, it all starts with those two guys. That's what's kind of been all, all year long. Vic Tafer joins us from The Athletic as we're live from Red Tail Inside Resorts World, brought to you by Modelo. You know, Vic, we were in this situation last year as you're traveling, covering the team. They had to win four out to get into the postseason. Do you see many similarities or not many with this team? Because a lot of the leaders are here. Josh Jacobs is having a Raiders-type MVP year. Max Crosby's better. Chandler Jones seems to be activating here on the back end of the year. Four in a row might not get the Raiders in, but if they get a little help, the expectations to stack wins. Is this schedule just too tough for four in a row, or do you think they got an outside chance to win four in a row? Yeah, I think it was too tough. I think we should look at the last two games, Niners and the Chiefs, two of the better teams in the league. I think they both probably have reason to play because they'll be looking for playoff seeds, so I'm not sure they'll be taking weeks off those two games. So I think this week's a tough one. I think the Patriots' pass rush is pretty tough, as we've seen the last few weeks, and now you got some old line questions in the Raiders with, with injuries. So I think four in a row would be tough. I'm not even sure they could do it, but I think the difference I see from last year is I think um, you're right, the leaders are still there. Most of the guys are still there as far as in those roles, but I think last year was a little more confidence in the defense, and it wasn't a great defense last year by any means, but there were some more playmakers, I thought, in that side of the ball. Might be a little more grit up front in terms of uh, being tough with the game laws on the line. Last year, the defense closed out some games, but this year, they haven't been able to. 
Well, I like that, brother. And it's always been about that grit and that Raider attitude. That's what I'm saying. If we see that energy on Sunday, I think that offense may have a long day. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think, you got, like you said, Denzel Perriman's playing a little better now. I think he's probably got more comfortable in the new system. So it's another big-time player to have. So you got guys who can make plays for sure on that side of the ball. So I think that's that'll be the key thing if they can't do that on, on Sunday. Hey, Vic, last one at the Athletic. Are you chasing a story or looking to build one up about Belichick or McDaniels, or we know about that already? This is a mentor. When you look at a mentor, my whole life's been based on mentoring or someone mentoring me. I think this is a massive storyline. I know both these coaches really care, but knowing Josh McDaniels and you're just getting to know him in his first year here, how important do you think this is for Ziegler and especially McDaniels to have an explosive winning experience here? Yeah, I'm sure it'd be great for them to go against their old boss and have a win. I think it's also fascinating how, you know, on the of the ball, Belichick kind of went from McDaniels to Matt Patricia, who's a defensive guy on offense. It's kind of been a really controversial move, but maybe it's because Bill wanted more input on offense. I'm not sure, but to me, that's a great matchup as far as, you know, Patricia calling plays and McDaniels on the other side. And Josh had some bad losses this year against, you know, Gus, against Gus Bradley and uh, Jeff Saturday and then the the Baker Mayfield travesty last week, so it'd be definitely a nice win for Josh to have against his old team. Vic, thanks for joining us every other Friday. You make the show. We really appreciate it. All the best. I'll see you Sunday. All right, guys. Take care. All right, there he is, Vic Tafer. We appreciate that. Violator, closing remarks, because i got to get Crusader Raider coming up here, a bunch of other people. Finally, what this fandom means to you. JT, this fandom, every time I see the shield or anybody wearing silver and black, I get goosebumps at my age. It never gets old. I'm actually living my childhood dream every day. And you can't make those stories up. It's just the good man upstairs saw favor and doors are opening. I'm still enjoying the journey, 31 years into it. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Violator joining us. You're the best. Now get in there and have some fun with your friends. Fred Bolitnikoff will join us coming up here in a little bit, and we thank everybody who's out here. Got a couple of friends from Remy Martin, Pacifico, Corona, and Modelo. Where would this show be without Gorilla Rilla? Let's hear it for Gorilla Rilla for coming out, man. Cisco's going to join us, too. When we come back, Fred Bolitnikov and the Crusader Raider together. Bolitnikov and the Crusader Raider who came all the way from London for this remote as we continue live from Red Tail at Resorts World. One other thing, I just uh, I think this is great. Um, you know, our captains brought this up today. Um, and based on um, just, you know, his he didn't have a, a full offseason, all the rest of it, but through his leadership, his commitment, his effort, uh, his unselfishness, uh, his willingness to do whatever is asked uh, to help the team win. I'd say his recovery, his rehab, uh, his ability to stay out there on the field and do that. Our captains um, mandated that uh, Josh Jacobs uh, join them. So uh, he will be a captain moving forward, and uh, I'm proud of him for doing that. So just want to let you guys know that. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Modelo, a proud sponsor of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. JT, back with you. We are live at Red Tail. Raider Nation is pouring in. We appreciate the great turnout. Fred Bolitnikoff in a moment. Crusader Raider joins us from the other side of the pond 
on the 20th anniversary, 20th year of you becoming the Crusader Raider. Thank you, my friend, Keith. Great to see you. We've been so such good friends for so many decades, and I can't believe... I know you're going to be here for Fred and Angela, but you're back in Las Vegas for another game. Exactly. And, and obviously, this particular game is, is, is an extra game for me this year, but it is about the Blitnikov Foundation and giving that opportunity to come back and support Fred and Angela and the story and make a difference to the lives of other people here now, not only in the Bay Area, but in the Nevada and Vegas area, which is so important. Do you believe if my guy, Harry Kane, did not miss that penalty shot, you and I could be getting ready for a World Cup final with England and how great that could have been. And we would have beaten Argentina. We just struggled against the French. So uh, oh, that was a, that was a very disappointing uh, uh, day. I didn't see the game, JT. I was flying across the pond that night. So uh, I missed the game, but they were putting the alerts up on the plane. So that was a shame that Harry missed that one. All right. Our good friend, Fred Bolitnikoff, joins us, the Hall of Famer. Freddie B with the Crab Fest tonight. I know you're busy. Thanks, make, thanks for making a few minutes for us. How are you? Hey, did Keith surf over the pond or what? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm outside. I, the guy asked me at LA if I wanted my car. I said, no, I'm on JT the Brick show. He said, who? I said, JT the Brick. He said, oh, that guy. <laughs> that guy. That guy I know. How excited are you for this event coming up tonight since you moved it from the Bay Area where it's been super successful and now it's getting bigger and building steam here in Vegas at Paris? Uh, it's going great, JT. I tell you, we're so happy to be back here for the second year at the Paris. Uh, the people over here at the hotel treat us so well. We've got everything going. We met today as a staff. we got everything straightened around. We're cranking it up. Everybody's excited to go with the foundation people. And uh, we're just excited about it. We're happy to be back in Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, Angela's going to start doing some things down here with Las Vegas with St. Jude's uh, Children's Ranch for uh, St. Jude's Ranch for Children. Uh, with with Christine Vela, so uh, you'll hear all about that tonight. We've got a good night. we got the Miracles uh, singing tonight, so, you know, bring back old memories back in Erie, Pennsylvania, so we're going to have a good time. And, and also you have... Yes, you and you all, I'm going to be here, my wife. We can't wait. Also, the three MVPs of the Super Bowl, which we had on the sideline at the 50 this year. So it'll be you, Marcus Allen, Jim Plunkett, and so many other people. Hall of Famer Danny Serafin, who founded the band Chicago. A, a celebrities coming in, all in support of your late daughter, Tracy. Freddie, what does that mean to you when you think of her legacy going forward after her tragic death and everybody rallied for you and Angela? Well, you know, when we started year years ago now, we could say, uh, you know, all about Tracy and what she went through and the battle she went through and succeeded at. Uh, and then she met a sad turn for all of us and for her especially. Uh, it's been fantastic. You know, I, I was just with Christopher McDonald. He came in town for, for the craft beat tonight. And uh, it's it's been great. Everybody's been super. All the you know, got a bunch of the guys are coming in. You know, Plunkett, Marcus, Jerry Robinson. We have uh, Raleigh Fingers coming in tonight. So uh, Kenny Shamrock. So it's it's wonderful. It really is, and it means a lot because you know when we first started, we had no idea how it was going to grow. And you know, both of us know. You know, when when we have somebody like my wife Angela running the whole the whole foundation and what she's done and her vision to where the foundation's going. Uh, we're excited about what she's doing and how she's brought it along and how she's really worked hard at it. And it's, it's so, just been terrific. The Raiders, we got the Raiders and corporate sponsors again, and uh, we love them, of course. 
you know, they've been behind us since day one, and then we got Modelo, and uh, it, it's been terrific. It's been unbelievable. So, Mr. Belitnikov, have you got anybody coming from overseas tonight? I just wondered. <laughs> Only you. You're oh, no. to sneak across the border. Oh, not, not this time. I brought a friend, they gave, Andy Hill. They gave Hill you that pass. They gave oh, you they the did. Pass. The, the and Angela pass. signed it off. Angela signed it off, and they said, that's fine at, uh, at your uh, customs. They said, you can come in, but only till Monday, and then you've got to get out, get out again. Um, but, uh, no, well, you Freddie, this you, is... You know what? Have Angela stamp your hand. You can stay for one more day. Well, that'll be nice. I'd, I'd, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. If you, as long as you've got a plan, that's the main thing. But uh, as uh, you said there, Freddie. We always got a plan for you, Keith. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Raider just, Crusader, just, he's back. He is. Exactly. And, and Freddie, obviously, this is my 16th crab feed, and, and, and I look back to the first days of, of who were those strange oh people at the back of the room. Who the hell? You, you know, we both looked at each other, and we said, who the hell are these two guys? Oh, my God, where the hell they come from? And that's been a few hey, years ago now, and we're still great friends. And when we visit her over there, and uh, you guys taking care of my daughter, Dasha, when she went to school in London, and what you've yep. done and what you've meant to us over the years, Keith, it's been phenomenal, believe me. Thank oh, you. Thank you, Fred. And, Fred, what about the bus drivers in London? Are they any good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, know what? When they start going around those turns, hang on. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, Absolutely. exactly. Now, are tickets still available tonight, for tonight, Fred, or, or what's, what's the score? What's that? I think, all I think you're sold out tonight, right, Freddie? We're all good. All tables are good. Yeah, we're going to have a packed house tonight. We got a few, you know, we got a few seats open. You know, people can check in. You know, we can, you know, we can, uh, we can probably fit a few people in here and there. But, you know, we got a few open. But, uh, yeah, we're awesome. basically sold out. You know, we're happy. Yeah, and I want to send everybody to Bolitnikov.org, and I'm retweeting the silent auction tonight. So those who can't attend or are listening to us nationally on Raider Nation Radio can all be a part of it. Freddie, I know you and Angela are busy. Thanks for ducking outside Paris and giving us a few minutes. Can't wait to see you tonight. <laughs> all right. You guys take it easy. See you in a few hours. All right, okay, see you soon, Fred. Fred Bolitnikov. Okay, How cool is that? We get the Hall of Famer on, which is, and there's going to be a surprise. There's some entertainment. T-Pain is going to be performing at halftime here, and he's going to be wearing a Bolitnikov jersey, I heard. Nice. Very Whispered nice. in hushed tones, possibly there. So Crusader Raider, Keith is here as we wrap up this hour. So for you, this is really important as everybody's listening. You live outside of London. How many Raider games have you been to? How many trips from London to support the Raiders? Okay, I've been a Raider fan since 1980. Uh, this is my 90th trip across the pond. Over 200 games. I've got about four stadiums to go. All the international series games. And it's a true family. And, and the Raider Nation truly is worldwide. And I'm here in, in Vegas, the same as I would have been in, in any other part of the States. Because the Raider Nation's here. It's, they've come out for Raider Nation radio today. And, and uh, at the end of the day, they've come out for, for JT. They've come out for all of us because we're all together in one, one big huge family that uh, travels the world. Uh, I'm delighted to be back here, and it's just good times. It's good times. Well, i got to say this. This is really important because I talked to Gorilla, Rilla, and Violator, and they spend money, and they have sponsors from time to time that you know, want them to be out here. 90 trips across the pond, airfare, hotel, rent-a-cars, yep. game day, all of that. The commitment, I don't think there's ever been a fan. I know this to be true. There's never been a fan 
in the history of the Raider organization that has spent that much money, time, and commitment to come from the other side of the world, the other side of the pond, and come support this team. You have to be proud of that. I'm, I'm absolutely proud of it. And I'm absolutely... I come back because this is my family, JT. I know it is. This is the family, and, and half my family is American, but uh, this is my family, and, and that's why I come back, and that's why I've worked hard all my life, because I have a very good wife, and you've met my wife, and she's so supportive of me and the, and the love of the Raiders that, that she knows, and she's so supportive of me. And yes, I'm proud, but most important of all is the fact that I'm proud that we can all be together once a year, twice a year. I'm very lucky in as much as I could travel, but and some people can't, but... We're one nation worldwide. You know, in London, there's always nicknames for rock bands and for soccer teams. Uh, we call these guys the Belichick boys. What do we got to do to beat the Belichick boys as they come? Because the Belichick boys are now here running the Raiders, which I like. But the Belichick boys back there in Foxborough, you've been a Foxborough. I've been a Foxborough. You've been a big game yep. here. How important is this game for you, considering the losses this year and the upside if the Raiders can run the table or at least get this game and get everything going again? Let's get let's get the game going again because I. I I was down in Jacksonville for the game down there and I was here for the Colts game and we've had games this year where we've had the lead and we, we could have won and we should have won but it's a new slate tomorrow and the Belichick boys are ready you know we're gonna we're gonna take out the, the, the Patriots tomorrow because it's going to be, in the words of the great Mr. Davis, it's a commitment to excellent night. It's going to be a game where we're going to go out there, we're going to do the business, and we're going to just win, baby. I love that. Hey, everybody, can I have your attention? Let's get a toast for the Crusader Raider. 20 years coming from across the pond. 20 years. Raise a glass, raise a modello for this man. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, JC. I'll see you down there, and I'll see you tonight, too. Ellen, tell us about your friend quickly who's okay. his birthday today. This is Andy Hill. Andy Hill's birthday today. He flew over. It's his first time in Vegas, first time over here. Wow. And it's the first time to see a live Raider game this side of the pond. He's saw, saw the teams back in London, and Andy's a top fella. So if you, if you get a chance, have a picture <laughs> with him for his birthday. Shake his hand, but don't give him too much beer. Yes, look at that. I appreciate that. He's no. the one. He runs very fast and taps the ball people on the head. <laughs> Thank you, Keith, as we continue. Appreciate that as we get going. Take care, my brother. Thank you. I'll see you out there tonight, too. So, fun first hour here. We got a lot of people who just showed up here. Come on out to Red Tail. Uh, we're going to have my friend Amanda going to join me coming up uh, from Remy Martin in a moment here. want to thank Clyde Burney, who's here, Dan York, uh, the people behind the scenes here at Modelo and Pacifico, Gorilla Rilla, Violator, Cisco, and the entire crew from the Black Hole. So, Fred Bolitnikoff, you know, it's kind of emotional when you hear from Freddie on a night like tonight. For a guy like Fred Bolitnikoff to put this event on every year, being a Hall of Famer, Freddie's in Vegas all the time and coming out now for his event. So I'd really appreciate it if everybody can go to Bolitnikoff.org or check out my feed at JT the Brick. We have the silent auction, and you'll be able to uh, bid on some great auction items for the Raiders, jerseys, helmets, you know, whatever you'd get at a big sporting auction item event this is on steroids this is that good and i think you'll come out of there if you make a bid maybe win maybe your bid will uh, stand the test of time we're talking about the raiders and what they need to do to win i left the next hour kind of open we're gonna have some friends on the air i want to take a lot of calls and i want to know your prediction on the game and what this game means to you very important going into the holidays this is our last show well, not, this is our last game before the holidays because the Raiders play Christmas Eve in Pittsburgh. So it's the last time we're getting together for the holidays, and I care about you. I want to know what this game means to you and how important it is that this team show out, show up, have a big game, put you in the right frame of mind, not going into the offseason, 
but going into Pittsburgh, which I think is going to be a really important game for the Raiders because of the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Deception. Next week, on Tuesday, on Raiders Roundtable, George Atkinson will sit down. He was at the game, in the game, and what happened for that game on the 50th anniversary. Phil Villapiano is going to join me next week, along with Franco Harris. So that's a big week next week as we look back on that moment in Raider history. What did it mean for the Raiders after that as they were still climbing the hill? If they won that game after Stabler's great run, at that great run, someone would have won another Super Bowl. I think if the Raiders won that game, they were the best team, and they would have ended up winning there. This game is about slowing down slowing down the Patriots on their playoff push because I think they are a team now. I think the Patriots are playing better than Miami. They're playing better than the Jets. They've been playing better than the Raiders, and the Raiders can really slow their roll. I believe if the Patriots lose this game, they will miss the playoffs. I told you if the Raiders beat the Chargers, there was a chance they would miss the playoffs, but the Chargers bounced back and played a pretty good game on uh, Monday night. So Sunday night, excuse me. So the Chargers are still on the outside looking in also. A lot of news around the NFL. Uh, the Broncos have ruled out Russell Wilson. Rippin is going to get the start there. Remember that he has less touchdowns than bathrooms in his mansion. He has 11 touchdowns, 12 bathrooms in the mansion, and they're talking about that all the time. So that's an interesting storyline. Steph Curry is also going to be out here for a couple of weeks. He'll avoid shoulder surgery. Uh, so he could have got shut down for the year. He avoids that, and he'll be ready to go. And we got a bunch of games coming up here on Saturday. So if you come on out to Resorts World, you can go to their sports book at Doghouse and see what they're doing there and maybe place a bet on a Saturday game. Uh, the Niners won last night. They win the West. Look, you don't like the Niners? Tip your cap to them. Brock Purdy went into Seattle. They won that game 21-13. to Your Saturday slate, Saturday, December 17th, the Colts and the Vikings. Big opportunity for the Vikings to stay ahead of the Niners. Ravens and the Browns. Browns are 5-8. and eight. Uh, They're on the outside looking in. The Ravens are playing with the third-string quarterback. And then the monster game late that night on NFL Network, 5-15 start for us here in the Pacific time zone. It'll be the Dolphins at the Bills. Weather will be an issue there. There should be some snow. I don't think Tua can play in that weather. I would go all in on the Bills. Whatever the number is going to be, I'd go all in on the Bills to pound them. They want to put them away in the division. They want to slowly knock the Dolphins out of postseason play, and the Bills are great in the weather and the snow, and this is a game that I really think they're going to show up for. So that's what we got. Hour number two It's coming up next, 702-365-9200. Not a bad first hour. Violator, Fred Bolitnikoff, Vic Tafer, and Crusader Raider. That's a turnout, everybody. we got plenty of time for you to come on out down here. Head on out to Red Tail at Resorts World. Thanks to Scott Sabella, Trey, everybody behind the scene here who helped put the show together. Line up the phones, and I'll get to you next hour as we take a break and have a Modelo. Yeah, I think it's a good time to have a Modelo.